I gotta tell it, bro. Yeah. I gotta tell yeah. it. Okay, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so, Raven. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take yeah, it over. Yeah. So we'll start with your uh, 2022 MVP Open. Okay. Uh, you were on coverage. I was on coverage. And we didn't really see much of you that year, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. So let's let's start with that. Okay. So I I got injured last year, and that was uh, it was pretty rough it was the end of the pro tour season uh for 2021 and so i had over eight months of recovering to get all the way back to full power again which what, was, really what was the what was the injury so i had a ucl strain uh tendonitis in my tricep and i had to have an elbow adjustment because my bone had shifted out of place so i had to do um prp injections mris uh uh emg tests and just try and figure out what was all going on and then physical therapy rigorously to make sure that I could be back to throwing at full power again. And uh, just getting back to full power doesn't mean I'm back to 100% capacity. So then I have to rest more. I can only do so many practice days. So I'd get to events and play two practice rounds, and that was it until the event started, and I just kind of had to go with it. And when I started the tour back, I started at 60%. I wasn't throwing anything harder than I, I think I was capping at 65%. Then every two weeks I would add Five percent to that and slowly build it up so like Idlewild when I came back I was only throwing at 60 percent and then uh European Open I was at 65 percent so it was like slowly building up and eventually I was back to being able to throw full pace again which was exciting but I would still get more sore it would still be a, a lot of my body and I had to make sure I was still resting so the rest of the season was pretty hard but when I finally got back to like that full capacity where I could practice the amount of times I wanted to practice and play. That was for Green Mountain Championships and MVP Open. But those are playoff events. And I technically did not have the points to be able to play in the playoff events. So I had to go and sign up on the list to be able to try and play in the morning of like the Tuesday before the event or something like that so I could just get into the tournament. I was already there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because they'd have like four or five spots that would be open for each division. And then not enough people signed up for it, and it was a really bad day. So there's like, we're putting everyone in for the GMC. So I got in, got to play, averaged like 10.25. And I was like, okay, like I'm figuring out my discs again now that I'm throwing full power. But then I got to MVP Open, and I got in on the uh, DGBT exemption. I found out like the the night. Or, so you like, snuck in. I snuck in. You bro. literally snuck in. I snuck in, and then ten minutes later, You're like this is my manufacturer. Yeah, I'm yeah. sneaking in on this. One. Yeah. What was funny is uh, like ten minutes after I like got exempted i was like oh cool okay and then they were like all right so we're gonna put you on jomez and i was like yes. yeah right the guy who's not supposed to be here is gonna be on jomez <laughs> they're like no for real i was like oh okay and they're like yeah you're actually gonna play with uh you're gonna play with calvin and chris and ricky and i was like right i'm gonna look like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah holy cow <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh it was it was a really uh it was a really special time and like this is my um girlfriend's family's property that's where i i have been there we had been dating for at that point like a i don't know a, a year and a couple months and it was like really cool to get to have her there and caddy for me and get to stay on the property with the family and just like hang out and it's like it's a really like magical wonderful place so when yeah. we got to go and like play the round i just felt so much more comfortable than i was expecting to feel on a covered card and then we went and well, just, so hold on real quick. Just I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. you're good. But we're we're talking about your girlfriend right now. Yeah. So why don't we kind of put it out there who she is? And I know that <laughs> she her family 
is definitely involved in disc golf. So a lot mm-hmm. of people are definitely going to know, sure. you know, who, who these people are. So go ahead and yeah. introduce the so, world, which I'm sure you already know, but I introduce will. the, the lucky ace <laughs> world <laughs> yeah. uh, to your wonderful girlfriend. So who, yeah. who, who are we talking to? So my girlfriend is Sarah Dodge. Um, she is Steve Dodge's niece, and he's the one who started the Pro Tour. She's Todd Dodge's daughter, and Todd Dodge did a lot of filming for the early stages of covered disc golf. And so he traveled around, worked with the Pro Tour, filmed all over the place. And Sarah's been going up every uh, year for the MVP Open for years and years. She missed a couple here and there, but that was just like an event that her family did. That was at their family Christmas tree farm was a tournament that happened once a year. And it's just like a different environment for us because... We are like, oh, this is MVP Open every year because we live in the disc golf world and she lives in the regular world that did <laughs> disc golf once a year. And so yeah, yeah. it was really interesting. She's but like, these guys did, really like Christmas trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of y'all that don't know, the uh, Maple Hill is uh, a property that uh, they grow Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe uh, during the tournament, they're all there. Right? Yeah. Correct? And then after the tournament, that is not correct. Yeah. No? No, Steve does not let you cut down Christmas trees that are on the course itself. Oh. Sometimes he'll let you pick out a couple, but like you are, you're not allowed to hinder the, the course. The course. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yep. And there's different patches, I think, right? Where they have like a section where there's a bunch of Christmas trees. And then there's another section where these ones are a little bit older or maybe a little bit more. Mature. I guess so. I've never that's bought a Christmas usually, tree there. So <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't tell you, man. That's usually how they run those Christmas tree farms. I know they won't take out one of those stupid ones that's in the middle of the fairway that I don't like. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, every time. Yeah. Christmas trees. Welcome to episode four. <laughs> We're going to talk about Christmas trees. No, I'm just joking. Um, well, that's cool. Um, I I, uh, I did not know, actually, that her family owned the property. Yeah. Yep. So uh, her family owns it. And what a match made in heaven. I, oh. MVP open. MVP open. MVP player. MVP girl. M- oh, my gosh. My God. Pretty You're exciting. So good. Dude, Pretty I'm bl- exciting. I'm blushing, bro. Look at that. <laughs> Brownie points. You know that. Oh, dude. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it was super fun. And it was really nice getting to have her caddy for the for the tournament when uh, I was playing this this past year. And it was it was crazy to just like be playing like that and then just be like playing like I play comfortable golf. And it was really fun. And then that whole day when I was like leading after it was all over of like the first round, like the first time I'd been leading in a pro tour event ever. And it was just like whoa and everyone made me feel so good they wanted to sign my disc i had a big line of people and it wasn't just for paul and ricky like they were like yeah we want you to sign my stuff and we i was like Raven. you sure and they're yeah. like yeah bro yeah, all we do. this in front of her and her family and i mean that's a pretty big deal dude i didn't really try and think about it like that well, of course not. um it was it was just really nice getting to meet so many people that in, enjoyed what i was doing mm-hmm. and enjoyed sure. me having fun while i was playing disc golf because yep. that's one of my favorite parts of disc golf is being able to engage and interact with the the fans and the people that are like there to appreciate what you're doing and i i think that's a really special thing and mvp was a great place to be able to do that at um now speaking of the family there they designed some kind of a board game right they did they Mm. did so (laughs) i don't think i've ever played it uh (laughs) (laughs) have we what? That's how I met you guys. Oh, it is. <laughs> what a great segue. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Sarah's dad, Todd, and Steve, they came up with the disc golf game Birdie. And so it's a, it's a board game where you play as player cards, roll dice, and go through holes and play disc golf. And you play the same 
kind of rules as regular disc golf, but you're trying to get in as few many shots as possible. Right. And there's different players that have different player cards or different cards that have different abilities, like however many dice you roll, do certain things. It's it's very it's very interesting. But uh, yeah, the first time that I went to MVP Open, I played that the first night that I stayed at the house. And it was like, and that was in like 2020. And I played with Todd. So I actually knew Todd for a year before I met Sarah, which was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we all played board games, Todd and Steve, the whole, the whole plan up there. But it was like, it was super fun just hanging out and playing birdie. And that's got to be awesome for you because as I've gotten to know you, super board game nerd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I say like nerd in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we I don't look at it now. as a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we definitely rule the world. Yeah, yeah. Here, all the best <laughs> movies, all the highest grossing movies, comic book. Comic books. So comic we books. kind of rule right now. Yeah. Right on. Maybe not 20 years That's ago. A good point. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that Jason brought up the birdie game because it is kind of how we met. I know we met before that, but it's how we bonded. Yes. And the reason is. the reason for that was because we were playing it completely wrong. <laughs> what? In our eyes, it was right. Our I mean, I had like 10 aces you before had your, we met. You, had, you guys had your own made-up rules and stuff that worked. You we added all down. your dice together, and I was like, you can't do that, man. And you're like, well, what do you know? I was like, well, I play with the owners. Like, I play with the people that made the game, and I'm like, I'm certain you can't do that. Yeah. Insert foot into mouth. It's yeah. like, all right, yeah. So we got a guy here who's played with the owner of the game. We should probably all just We listen. were so excited, too. Oh, my goodness. Because we had just started playing that game mm-hmm. yeah and and i i know you're, you're telling us a story now i honestly even that day that that you were showing us how to play i didn't know that you'd actually played with the owner of the game so oh, okay. so in my mind i was like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> like bro i have 10 aces yeah yeah I have like 10 <laughs> well, who aces. is he, he, he hasn't even aced once then i met you and i'm i'm an ace since so <laughs> I, I, I like the way i played the game better <laughs> yeah. oh man no yeah. but that was a great um that that was a great time. Mm-hmm. I remember that that weekend, um, and it's that fun. cold, cold, that weekend. cold, cold weekend. <laughs> you brought the freezing rain. Oh yeah, well it was really beneficial because I sure as heck didn't know how to play in the wind, and all the Texas guys did. But when I got here and we played the Victoria Open, somehow I brought all the North Carolina storms. <laughs> there was Dude. like an ice storm, and uh, I knew how to play in the cold, so I ended up winning that one. <laughs> it worked out. And that that's where we met you. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean you were in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we're. You know, we're out of, we're, we have the, we didn't have the shop yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the, like we said before, the disc in front of the fireplace yep. yeah. and a website. So it looked official, but it was really just disc in front of the fireplace. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we met you then. Uh, you did win that, the Victoria Open. My first A-tier win ever. First A-tier win on ice. Mm-hmm. He, on he ice. did it in on ice skates. Yeah. It was the most amazing <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've never seen me ice skate. <laughs> that is not that. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of bruises when I'm done ice skating. Yeah. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's funny you said two years because I, I, I feel like we, uh, we definitely dropped the ball and not getting you sooner. Oh, yeah. I really feel that way. I honestly do. And I, and I, and I know when we talked, and we'll fast forward a little bit because uh, – we first met, but then when we actually talked and sat down, it was already, what, a year and a half into uh, knowing each other, building yeah. that relationship? Yeah, it was about a year and a half at USGC this last year, so yeah. Yeah, so when we, uh, when we went up there to North Carolina, me and Jason, I remember going up there, Yep. and Jason and I were like, ready to have a great time, mm-hmm. right? But we were also like, you know what, man? Like, let's take this opportunity, and let's see if we can, you know, maybe get some interest from a few big pros. And and hopefully walk away from this with uh, a a pretty nice contract for somebody well known, and um, 
when we got up there, uh, this is a cool story. This is a cool story. Uh, this is a really good story too, because uh, you know, obviously we knew Raven. Yeah, we were good friends with Raven. Uh, but we went up to USDGC uh, to go and support Val, Mason, and Alexis. Um, we knew you were from there, but it didn't click with me just yet, right? Uh, that, I think the day that we got there or the day after? I think it was the day after we got there. So the day after we got there, me and Jason were just like so excited to go play disc golf in North Carolina. We hear so many great things about the courses. And uh, we're looking up and then like all these courses are rated great, right? Scrapyard. Is that is that yep. the course? Yep. We find Scrapyard and we're like, awesome. Let's go play this course. It looks cool. We get there, huge mini going on. Parking I, lot was full. There was should have been like a C tier flex, man. I mean, there were so many people there, and I was just like, oh no, we gotta hurry up. So we ran to like hole nine. Yeah, we just skipped into like whichever one was closest. I mean, he's remember he didn't remember. I remember now. He didn't remember. wasn't sure what you were talking about. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Can't wait, tell wait. some stories. Yeah, nah. No, uh, so we went to, I think it was hole nine or ten. Something like that, right? Finished the hole. Went to the next hole. I threw a perfect shot. And it went <laughs> Yeah, right. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I remember I did not throw a perfect shot. Uh, I remember and, hearing a tree while I was throwing my shot. <laughs> you know what, man? <laughs> Can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, then we finished our second hole. And we see the group of guys about to start on, I don't know which hole it was, but uh, there was somebody there and Jason goes, is that Raven? Dude, I looked at Jay and I was like, man, that just kind of looks like Raven right there. And he was like, what? And I was like, doesn't that kind of look like Raven right there? And he's like, yeah, no way, dude. He's like, yeah, no I was like, way, no, bro. There's, there's no way. And then you said something, dude. And as soon as you started talking, I looked at Jay, I'm like, dude, that that's is Raven. definitely Raven, <laughs> Very that's distinct voice. Raven, <laughs> yeah. dude. Heck yeah. And, and I think you kind of noticed us like, looking at you and you were kind of like oh boy who who are are these clowns (laughs) (laughs) and and we kind of like doing this thing and you're kind of like not really it's not right before i realized i had i didn't i was before i realized i was supposed to be wearing glasses and i couldn't see anything (laughs) yeah yeah it it looked like that it was tough dude (laughs) you were were mean mugging us kind of but just going like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then and then i just hear the Hey boys! Yeah, like, yeah you do, that's your thing. Right? Your names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey true. boys, that's what I do. And uh, <laughs> and I was just like, "What's up, Raven?" So we went up and we ran into Raven at a uh, at a mini uh, at mm-hmm. at the scrapyard. Yeah. And honestly, it, it really was at that moment where we were like, "We're idiots!" Like, yeah. Why not go after Raven? Why would we even talk to Raven? Yet? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we've known him for over a year and a half now. <laughs> We have this opportunity now. He's here. We didn't tell you this right when we met up with you because you're in the middle no. of mini. So we was doing my stuff. We said our, our you know, hellos. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, we so saw we'll you. We'll catch up later. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And what did we do? After? We went to go eat breakfast. Yes. I was going to say, we planned I, out breakfast. Heck for the next yeah. Morning. Great breakfast. Heck yeah. Great breakfast. I forgot where it was. It was delicious. It was but, but we're not going to. We had a private out. room. We did have a private room. Special breakfast. Because we yes. had like 10 people with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a great time, too. Uh-huh. And at um, first, they weren't going to give us the room. They like had us at like these two tables. It oh, was weird. And I think Keith or someone spoke, or Anton spoke up and was like, hey, we're going to need something a little better than give this. Give us the room. We need to take care of our players. We need to take, that was what he <laughs> said. It was so funny. And uh, they gave us a room. Yeah. yeah. They gave us a party room. They gave us a room. We got to chit-chat with Raven a little bit. And then he also got to hang out with uh, a little more Lucky Ace uh, members with mm-hmm. Val, Alexis, Mason while they were up there, too. Um, I saw it. You saw it. 
they were all getting along, and I'm like, this is perfect, Raven. Oh, yeah. Raven definitely is, like, a great fit for this team. Yes. Um, and we decided to go play. And you didn't know, but me and Jason were planning. Well, you guys also. <laughs> <laughs> we were already planning. Yeah, I was planning, too. You guys bought some of my discs. Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we wanted to show you. And it's it's what we did with the other pros too. Like we we wanted to show you that we really care and we really want to support you. Well, that's where this happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was hook. That was hook hitting. Yeah, yeah. So um, we decided to go play Angry Beaver. Yeah, we did. Sweet course. Oh and and Raven's like, you want to play like the you know, there's an easier version of this. Uh, the not so angry beaver. <laughs> yes, eager beaver. Eager, eager beaver. beaver. Yeah. And uh, I remember being like, "Look, we drove all the way from Texas." It's like I'm not playing the easy. Course, I'm not man. playing the easy. Course. <laughs> no pitching. And for those of you that don't know, I I I, I retired as a pro a long time ago, so I played May two <laughs> just for fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, these courses are a little hard for me, but I don't I don't mind. I, I play with these pros all the time, and I I know my skill set, and you know, it's it's not going to be the best. I'm still going to have a great time. Uh, so we decided to play uh, Angry Beaver, which mm-hmm. is really hard. And uh, I remember being so excited because we didn't even wait till we started. And I was just like, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> um, and before we even teed off on hole one, I think we had a discussion. Yeah. And I remember asking a certain question uh, about your sponsorships. Yeah. And uh, a little antenna in my head was like, bing, bing, bing. There's an opportunity here. Yeah. He, he is definitely looking to maybe grab a, a sponsorship from another shop. Mm-hmm. I, me and Jason had already talked about this. And uh, I, the, I remember the first thing I said to you was, Raven, I, I know we've known you for a long time. <laughs> and uh, I know you already have a sponsor. So this is the only reason You're I like, asked. Have you ever looked at someone for the same way for so long and then just one day look at them a little different? <laughs> <laughs> Will you go to prom with us? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because it's kind of like that. Like we've been through a couple of, me and Jason, I've been through a couple of these conversations and it mm-hmm. is like that, like asking a girl to prom. Do you like me? Check yes, no. Maybe. 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 I put a little extra That's work That's not in. how I ask girls to go to prom with me, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me neither, dude. Me neither. Yeah. You didn't have the little fortune teller thing? <laughs> When were you going to prom? Were you like nine? Do, do you, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a lot older than you, so maybe maybe these things were in where I was yes. in high school. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, you're saying this on air. I didn't know that you were actually thinking about it before we even asked you. What? That sponsoring? Yeah, guys. I didn't know that. Yep. Tell me. I want to hear. I, I please. I want to hear. Well, without making anyone else uncomfortable sure. that I've been exactly. with. Exactly. Before, of course, um, specifically like Skybreed, we had uh, a good business. We had a we had a great business deal. I was happy with it. Um, all in all, it worked out really well. But at the end of the season, it was it was just time to part ways. We were on a we were on a one year contract, and I was looking for, um, I was looking for a more personable, for me at least, like brand. And I I wanted to associate my my brand and my uh, business with people that I sh- thought shared a very similar mindset. And it wasn't that I didn't think Skybreed was doing that at all and not knocking Skybreed in the slightest. I don't want that to be taken the wrong way, but I have known you guys at this point for a year and a half, almost two years, and I like you guys. You guys have always had 
good rapport, good conversation, just sitting at your guys' tent at USDGC when you guys were just talking to people is like one of those things I'm like, this is the type of brand that I can grow with, not grow separately. And right. I think that, and not that Skybreed and I would do that, but I think that we were going to be more compatible over time. And it seemed like the best move when I was thinking about it. Like, I'm, I think that this is something that I want to be able to do because at the end of the year, my contract for uh like retail sponsors up so i'm i'm interested in in assessing all of my options finding out what's gonna be best for me and then going with that yeah and you Mm -hmm. know raven never once said a bad word about skybreed he is always spoken about my style man the highest of that (laughs) company man he's always he's always propped them up and it was that was the most important thing to him at first when we had that conversation was that Sure, we can have this conversation, but no steps are being taken until I get things handled with Skybreed yeah, and everything. So it's very important to him. I want to make sure that. that that's known. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I guess shout out to Skybreed. Uh, yeah. I mean, they they took care of this man uh, for what a year or yeah. two. We did one year, a yeah, a solid year, and um, you know, I'm sure he appreciates everything they did for him. Heck yeah, uh, and and you know, I, uh, I that's why I was so surprised because like I was like, man, they're they're a good company. Mm-hmm. This is going to be tough for us. Yep. Um, but yes, we did have a relationship. Mm-hmm. It was a really good friendship. We had actually stayed together at Texas State the year before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had an absolutely like unbelievable time. Yes. With yeah, you. It was so much fun. It was our first time really getting to know you because you were in Houston. We got to hang out with you when you were here a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We got to hang out with you in Victoria a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was very fun. That was real fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after Victoria, we then decided like, hey, you know, let's go ahead and get a Airbnb, Texas States, let's mm-hmm. say Raven. Yeah. Um, we got to hang out all weekend. You came and caddied for me. I did come and caddy. I yeah. got one of the sickest putts on film. Yeah. We'll I- post it. I hit like yeah. You know how, you know we'll we'll tag it in. We'll do that thing where we like put a video in the yes. screen and we'll put it like guy. right up it's in here. Right Dude, yeah, perfect. Shout out. Yeah, it'll be like right up in here. It's going on right now. Shout out to AJ because he started doing that yeah. without me even noticing. I figured. It. Oh, and yeah. I was rewatching the pod and I was just like, oh my god, he got it. This is what we're talking yeah. about. Your ace. Yeah. I hit like a ninety-five foot zinger. Yeah. And Jay's like, yes. Because <laughs> he didn't know. Because like when when they're playing, you know what I'm saying. Like you you don't want to put any pressure on on a pro, especially in a, a pro tour event. Sure. Um, so I was catting for you. So I was trying to be super sneaky about the videos that I was taking. Yes. Um. When I saw you getting ready for this putt, something just it, it was such it was a putt that I don't think anybody else would have made. But I was just in my mind. I'm like, you know, I just I just uh, seen this guy putt all weekend at the house. Which I was the only one that got two points on. You just just want to throw that out there, uh, out of all the other guys. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> you were hoping I didn't tell anybody about that. Cut that. <laughs> I'm a great putter. Yeah, <laughs> no, you are a good putter. But uh, but yeah, so I'd been seeing. So I was like, this guy's gonna nail this, and I need to get this on film. So he came back, and I was just like nonchalantly, just kind of waiting. Got his disc, and then I pulled out my phone. <laughs> And then boom, AJ. Got right there. It. Right there. Yeah. That happened. I was so excited. Oh, I think oh. I was more excited than you. <laughs> <laughs> you were very excited. Yeah. So I was excited. walking it in because I knew it was going in and you oh, were like, oh my God, God it's happening. <laughs> so uh, you know what? That's that's one of my favorite things about you. What? And I remember you told me about that was whenever you 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 do your step putt, yeah. which you do so well. I think you're you're one of the only people that I always see walking in. Huh. I mean, and you told me confidence. 
Yeah. You got to have the confidence. Yeah. And I think you're probably, and I don't care if there is another person better, but I'm going to say you're probably the best circle two putter <laughs> in the game. I'm not going to say that, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. I believe in myself, yeah, but I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm better than other people. I may make more here and there, but sure, I don't okay. think that inherently makes it. me better. Yeah, I, no, can I say agree. It. I know yeah. what you're saying. There are a lot of people that are very good at circle two. Sure. Something sure. I'm also very strong at. Yes. Yeah. You're the best. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> no, uh, that yeah, that weekend when we got to to really get to know you, I think I think that was the beginning. That was the start of uh, the relationship with Lucky Absolutely, Ace. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think even that night we were all playing birdie and hanging out. I was like, man, this is a really cool group of people, and you had to be cool enough for me to even want to stay in Airbnb guys so like that was next level i was like dang they don't even know how to play board games this is <laughs> i'm gonna whoop them in board games all week yeah. <laughs> we are staying in airbnb <laughs> yeah and then dude when you were teaching us at the hotel that one night when we were like trying to get a bunch of people in the one room yeah and i was like no nah, to go man. in the lounge i was like nah, i'm gonna go ask if we can just play in the lobby yeah so yeah, we yeah, all yeah. went yeah. down to the lobby and we mm -hmm. had two boards of birdie running at the same time and raven what? was bouncing back and forth and teaching you, everybody where they did the breakfast where they do the breakfast place yes yeah mm -hmm. that was exciting yeah and was he was good. bouncing back and forth teaching everybody how to play catching people violating rules oh and it, yeah <laughs> he's like this the was referee, after you won yeah yeah this is after i'd won the yeah. This is right after you won the Victoria. That was yep. a big day for me yeah. because that honestly, just on a fun like side note for a second, that was one of those like I had just made this big leap to go on tour. I, I had I had left college uh, with like a year left. We had just started COVID learning, and so it was all online. And it was like coming to a point where I just wasn't retaining the information the same, and I wanted to go to school and enjoy everything that I was taking, doing all that. And that was one of those things that was just very difficult. Uh, to really retain all of it. And MVP offered me a contract to go on tour. And I had been running lessons and, and winning tournaments, at least locally and all that. And I was like, you know, I got to try this before I sit down on a desk job for the rest of my life. And I saved up some money. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot and do the whole year. And if I suck, suck. Oh, well. <laughs> and I can go back to college. And I tried. But I left for Texas. This is where I first met AP um, on Lucky Ace. But I came to Texas, and I was like, I got to learn how to putt in the wind before tour starts. Boy, was I <laughs> unprepared for that. <laughs> That's how God. I got those two points, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I started learning how to putt in the wind. I stayed with friends out here for like a, a month and a week or something like that. And then I drove to Vegas, and that was like a – it was like a 27 hour drive or something like that, or 21 hour drive. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. So I got there. And, or and, uh, before that, I went to Victoria and I had been practicing, practicing, practicing. And I go, and it's my first, it's like my third A tier I've ever played in or something like that. And I won. And it was like my first time really taking it all seriously, doing it. And I won by one stroke, hitting a putt in the last hole. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. I'm going to play disc golf this year. And then I got like, <laughs> Uh, I may be wrong, but I think it was like 25th or 28th in Vegas, something like that. And I was like, okay, like this isn't so bad. And yeah. I was like, I, I think it was like a $440 something. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. you know, like this is stuff to get by on. Like I, I can do that. Then I went to Waco and was on chase card for the final round. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. And I, I stayed, man. yeah, I stayed at a, I stayed at a house where I slept in my tent outside by a cow pasture and I would wake up to cows 
mooing what? every morning. Yeah, for Waco. I did not know this. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. And she's super nice. And I'm I'm blanking on her name. And she always has disc golfers over. And she has like three baskets in her backyard. And she's so cool. And I cannot remember her name right now, but it'll come to me. Shout okay. out to you. Um. Yeah. And uh, so I stayed there. And uh, then um, when I finally made it onto, I like. I like was checking the scores and I was like, oh my gosh, I just have to par 18 to get onto this on chase card for the final round. Oh my gosh. And I did it. And I was like, this is crazy. And I hadn't missed the circle one putt all tournament, hadn't thrown it out of bounds yet. And the first hole I missed a 15 footer in the second hole. <laughs> I threw it straight out of bounds. And I was like, well, I got this my goal. first coverage out of the way. Yep. Yep. And I rallied towards the end and I made some cool highlight putts, but it, it cracked me up that, uh, that I was like, all right, I did it. But then for the rest of the season, played fairly well and and bounce up there are a couple of tournaments that weren't my best but i played some pretty good ones and then des moines challenge is where I, I broke out for sure and that was like okay this is gonna be a lot of fun i love it yeah and i, and I love the fact you mentioned highlight putts <laughs> because you have a lot yeah some and and with the highlight putts birthed this uh this ravenhood yeah so I I'd, I'd like for you to share with the fans how that started, okay. where it started, and, okay. and who deemed you Ravenhood. Yeah. yeah, okay, deal. Um, so, Albert Tom is, uh, is a good buddy of mine. and The bazooka? He is known as the bazooka, the full Estonian tank. He's ripped. And <laughs> <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah, he yeah. Guy. terrible Call of Duty player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I want all. Hope the he team. doesn't watch this Did actually because he he's not that bad. <laughs> Did he win the distance championship? No, I think he didn't. I think he didn't, but he threw the shot. farthest shot though because Albert is awesome. That's what I thought. But anyway, getting back to the story, Raven. That oh, my <laughs> this is the ADD podcast um, in case yeah, everybody yeah. doesn't forget. <laughs> Me and Jason have bad ADD. <laughs> um, so Albert and I uh, were, were good buddies, but he had just gone back to Estonia to practice for uh, some tournaments out there. And uh, so he wasn't at MVP Open the 2021. And I was on the DGN featured card for that with Paul and Eagle and Garrett, I think. Garrett Gerthy's uh, someone. I can't, I can't remember. And we were having a lot of fun, but Eagle and I were in a pretty big battle. But I told Albert before that, I was like, hey, man, like, if I hit any putts, like big putts this week, uh, I'll, I'll do a celebration for you. <laughs> and I freaking threw it out of bounds on hole eight with the, with the eight holes, all those guys. I threw it out of bounds. I had to go to the drop zone. And I made the putt, and I was like, oh, heck, yes. As soon as I let go, I was like, I did it. Oh, I was playing with James Conrad, not Garrett Gerthy. And I, I made the putt. I was like, heck yeah. And I go over there and pick it up. And I completely forget to no. do a celebration. Completely. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh my God. Okay, dude. Did you know what you were going to do? Huh? Did you know what celebration so, you were going to do? So yes. You did. Anthony, okay. my older brother and I, it, it was so funny because I was like, I think I was like picking my celebration of what I wanted to do. And I was okay. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get crafty. I wasn't sure if I was going to do something in the moment. And literally Anthony texted me like 20 minutes later. And he was like, dude, if you ever hit a big putt, like maybe you should do a bow and arrow or something like that. And I was like, you know? That would be really good. I was honestly thinking about that. And so that's the one I set on. I made a putt on, I made the circle two putt on eight for par. And then I made a circle two putt on nine after a crazy scramble. 
and cashed it straight at the water. And this was in 2021, not just 2022. And when I let <laughs> it go, I was like, oh my God, I made it. And I did the little babyest little dumb arrow ever. And I was like, oh, the that's Cuban cool. Arrow. And Nate Doss was like, that's so cool. He did a bow and arrow thing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was me being really nervous because I didn't think I had the swagger to pull it off. <laughs> Shaking with the bow. Like, oh, okay. But then we, get to, uh, then we get to the castle hole. And Paul and I were talking about the the bow and arrow celebration. And I was like, well, that's just not going to do Albert justice. And I told him I was going to do this. And so I go up there and I threw my tee shot on 10 on the castle hole and I smoked it. And I got up there and I was still like 50 short. And I was like, all right, <laughs> cool. And, uh, and Paul's like, all right, if you do it, like you got to pull out finger guns. You got to do something. We're going to slowly like build it up through the ages. It's like, <laughs> that's a really good idea. And when I let that putt go, I was like, oh my God, I cashed it blacked out, look straight at Paul, and just give the biggest <laughs> bow and arrow I've ever done in my life <laughs> straight at it. And uh, he was like, well, way to take it uh, through the ages there, man. <laughs> Civilization, quick. Yeah, yeah, so that was pretty funny. So but that's where it started, but the name. Now, the name, I did all of that again this year in 2022 where I made a putt on eight from like 45 feet for birdie, and on hole nine... And I checked with the camera guy to make sure that was going and cashed like a 45 footer. Um, and I did the bow and arrow. And then on hole 10, I was like, I'm going to do this bow and arrow again. And I landed in almost the exact same spot that I'd hit it the year before. And in my head, the whole time I was thinking like, man, you made one on eight last year and this year. You made one on nine this year and last year. Like, better make this putt. You can go turkey three for three and I was like okay don't mess it up and I let it go I was like holy cow I did it <laughs> and I just got so amped I was like yes and just ran up there and I forgot to do the big old bow and then uh yeah it was it was pretty exciting so right now I'm trending I did or of like I did three 2021 did four in a row 2022 next year I'm gonna get five in a row eight nine ten eleven twelve Heard it here first. <laughs> well, we just found out Raven has ADD too. Because yeah, I yeah, asked yeah. him. Oh yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah. So when I made the putt on nine, Germ and Yuli were very excited about the fact that I made the putt, and I'd asked Josh. Uh, well, really, what I'd said to Josh was like, "This would be pretty cool, right?" And he was like, "You better believe it." Germ took it as you're checking to see if he's rolling. Oh my god! That was on better coverage. not miss. Yeah, on cover. On cover on Joe. On Joe Mez. Yes. Whoa. Good one. Are you checking on the cameraman to see if you've got a good angle? Raven, what are you doing? Raven! With the quiver? Wow. Ravenhood? Look at what the heck just happened. I think Around he just, it. I think he just went Ravenhood. Can we tell him that he's not supposed to run that? He hearted that. Yeah, he did. What? And when I made that, Jerem lost it. And he was like, Ravenhood. Oh my gosh, Ravenhood. And I was like, well, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate it. So I made a stamp that says Ravenhood, and it is awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. And I bet you, I I bet you uh, we could find something here that has... Oh, hey. Just so happened that we have one right over here. Um, we're thinking about maybe having you sign it, and then we'll do another giveaway. Oh, okay. Yeah, so cool. that'd be cool. Dude. You throw a signature Sign it on here so that yes. we know it's really you. Yes. It's me. Because Jason tried to do it one time, and, and <sighs> I'm just kidding. Gonna, you weren't going to tell him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I tried selling that one. <laughs> so while he's signing it, this is the second disc that you've signed for Jason. Hey. Oh, yeah. 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 And and uh, the other one was a glitch. 
And yeah, the other one was my disc that you signed, but it wasn't for you. It was for me. You signed it. So there's <laughs> there's a hole at Little Egypt here in Texas, Houston. And I swear it's the easiest hole in the world because every time that I've played it, someone's aced it. <laughs> two for two. Two for two. Two for two. Two for two. Someone on my cards aced it. And but it Jason looks like did it with your disc. That's what hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself a Ravenhood glitch love today. The <laughs> I love the honesty. Luckyace.com. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, so perfect, funny, dude. dude. Yeah, so I had to sign it. <laughs> Jay was mad. I was mad. It was a Furious. whole ordeal. Oh, yeah. I had the CTP. I was yeah. so mad. Oh, yeah. I was parked. I Park. threw a oh, terrible yeah. shot. It actually ended up being just fine, but yeah. I swear it's the easiest hole ever. Like I think the card average so far is like less than two. It's <laughs> yes. like, like 1.95 yes. or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's so funny. And mm -hmm. we didn't want to give Jason, I didn't want to give Jason any credit because the last time oh. I got an ace that was that short, mm -hmm. he didn't even clap. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Well, he didn't even do a bow and arrow, so I just stared at him. <laughs> you didn't even do the bow and arrow. I know, dude. The I opportunity was there. He did one of these. Drop the ball, yes! bro. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, I was like, bro, it's 210 feet. <laughs> Solid. Dude, I was flexing. And was, the only thing I was thinking was like, man, I just watched that raven fly. Man. It was a pretty cool fly. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, we're, we're giving him a lot of, of, of trash talk. but It, it, was, it was about was as pretty, pure as it comes. It, it They're jealous. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit. It was cool. It was cool fly. It was honestly. It was a very special moment because I it's my first ace this year. I have a bunch of aces usually throughout the year oh, or not in the video and stuff. But for that to be with Raven in town, and I've just kind of like really leaned into the glitch, kind of like especially on like little turnover shots or little panic it, shots. It was just because I'm, you were there. He's never thrown that disc. It was the first time mm. I threw it actually. <laughs> that day. I think that makes it more impressive. So <laughs> let's have, let's have, have this one. Okay. <laughs> but in order to like Throw that shot in front of Raven. You have to be kind of confident. You know? I think that's. I think Jason was, well, was most funny excited about that because oh, in yeah. the hole before he busted it out and he was like, "I was just trying to show off for you." Man. <laughs> I did literally <laughs> then said he that. hit the first tree, and then the I, next time he aced it, and I was like, "Son, yeah." So God. that I think I hit the first tree too. <laughs> I think uh, I think. And my disc split. <laughs> <laughs> you split right you hit now. the first tree yeah. and broke your disc in half, oh. dude. That was the funniest thing I'd seen in so long. It was not the funniest. <laughs> thing. It was great. It was, <laughs> it was my favorite disc. <laughs> <laughs> It was so eventful that day. There was an ace and broken discs, and, and Raven shot five down. I shot five down His with goal. shots like that. Yeah, yeah with shots, like, <laughs> with shots like that. You'll see the video. Yeah, there's a video out there. Yeah. You'll see it. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that, that, was, that was a ton of fun, man. Uh, thank you again for signing the disc. I yes. think um, you want to do the same thing? With what, what do you mean? Do we tell people their, their favorite A story again, or do oh, we switch think, it up um, on them? I think maybe we have people tell us their favorite celebration. Ooh, yeah. So I need to get like an arsenal of celebrations. Well, no, so not I can appease your, everyone. Like their favorite oh, okay. celebration across the board, like the, the right coolest on. thing they've ever saw. You and then you'll I mean? pick which one. Hey, that I have to do. And yeah. then you know what? Oh, that you have to do. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this is for the disc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was cool too, though. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, I mean, you know. But whatever. Every brand is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think uh, if someone if they were to choose their favorite celebration, then Raven picks, and Raven obviously pick you it. can't pick yours. Well, you can unless they, if they make. If it you cool. do, you're a suck up, and it doesn't count. Yes, <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, if you if you pick Raven's celebration, you better have another celebration in there too. Yeah. So yeah, pick that. We'll we'll do it uh the end of next week. Yep. We'll give the podcast about a week to roll, and then we'll do the draw the draw the end of next we'll week. We'll make a post so we can put the exact date on there. Absolutely. So just be on the lookout for that, Lucky Ace Disc. Yep, and the podcast drops on Monday, so 
be on the lookout for the pod and then look for the deets on the, the giveaway. Yes, sir. So mm-hmm. we also wanted to talk about like your interaction with fans Ooh. and how you like really built your brand and kind of as we're going into the celebration stuff, like how you built your brand off of interacting with fans and, and camera time where sure you have the moment to yourself, but you like to involve everyone else around you. And that I'll tell you, that's growing the sport. Yeah. And before you do answer, that was a big point of getting you on the team. We were like, look, man, Raven, you see the way he interacts. And I, you, you mentioned when you were talking about your bow and arrow story, um, that you had to check with the camera guy. That's something that I have not seen from any other player. Hey, and I'll tell you something else about that. I had a guy in here two weeks ago and I was talking about you coming to town and he goes, oh dude, that video of when he told the cameraman to watch him make that putt. So yes. That's a moment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then another one where I've seen you in the woods a little bit, you're kind of in the brush and you're in there and then you turn around and you see the camera guy and you're like, Oh, you're here too? <laughs> that was at the morning. Yeah, yes. I apologized to him. I was like, I'm sorry you're here, man. <laughs> like, I did not mean to throw it this far into the woods. <laughs> if I had my choice, I'd be in the green right now, yes. but whatever. And yeah. they love keeping those clips on coverage because it's popular with people. Sure. I mean, the, the way that the fans interact with your interactions is awesome. It's a, it's a very like personable and it's relatable for a lot of people. A little bit silly, a little bit like happy. And you don't see that a lot in disc golf. You see a lot of seriousness. You see a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of people that are competing. Hey, and it's a, it's a very serious thing. Well, I'll, I'll elaborate. I'll, I'll cut in there then that, like, um, I, I want it to be very clear that this is the way that I act and it's who I am. And it does not take away exactly from my ability to play disc golf. It doesn't of mean course. that I'm not competitive. It doesn't mean any of that. I am competitive and I save all of my competitive energy for disc golf, but I play comfortable and I have a lot of fun and I love and love when other people are there to enjoy not just me but the group of people that I'm playing with enjoy our craft and what we work really hard to do and in this day and age it's not about just being the best player in the world because there are a lot of best player in the world like there are just so many people that can be good every single weekend it's not it is now about establishing a brand becoming a business figuring out what works for you and growing yourself paired with companies doing all that within the disc golf world. And I can look at the best players in the world and they all play a certain way, right? They all have their different styles, their own different things. Um, I found that I can be top 25 and, and kill it at that. And that, and that's totally fine. And I'm, I'm going to push myself to try and be the best without question. I'm also finding a way to market myself. That's not just as a very serious, I'm trying to be the best because there are hundreds and hundreds of people out there that want to do that. And I found a way to not have to change anything about myself and market that. And I enjoy being me and I enjoy having fun and I enjoy having people excited when I'm playing a sport. Like how fun is that? And so it's, it's nice to be able to engage with fans and it's something that you're going to give people memories and experiences that they probably weren't going to get with other pros and other things. And that's something that people don't forget for. Like uh, when I went back to Des Moines this year, uh, after I had my breakout there last year, and that was after Worlds getting 21st too. So I was like, I started getting a little bit of notoriety there, but then in Des Moines, um, the fans were amazing. I was hanging out, chatting, 
applauding everyone, just like really thankful and apologizing for the fact that I was going to have to take a while because I got stuck in some bushes and things like that. It's <laughs> like all kinds of stuff. And the Des Moines fans were amazing. And when I came back this year and I was getting ready to throw on their, their island hole, hole five, I think they have like stands and stands of people that are there. And it's the first thing that's said when I get up there and there's like a group of us and they go, Iowa loves you, Raven. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it was just dude. one of those like, man, that's a really special thing. And I very much love my life and I love being able to make an impact on other people's lives in a very positive way. And I, I don't see myself playing a sport for the rest of my life where I'm not enjoying it. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to love it. If people love that, awesome. If they don't, doesn't hurt my feelings too much. It's okay. I'm yeah. going to play my way and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Your positivity shows that that's the, it, it shines through you. Like you carry yourself with a certain standard and a certain level of like confidence that you know you and you're confident in, in Raven and your brand and yourself and the way you treat people and the way that you are like positive, like you speak on. And it's very infectious. When when you're when you're smiling, you're laughing, when you're cracking these jokes with the with the fans and even the cameraman and everybody else, <laughs> everybody else kind of wants to lean into that, and it kind of makes them kind of go, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I can lighten up a little bit and, and enjoy what mm -hmm. I do on a daily basis." Mm -hmm. Or like, I don't have to take everything so seriously. Or maybe even when I'm on the course playing, I I make a little joke or I crack that, and that so oh. it changes people's careers. It can, and I don't want to also be like I I don't want anyone to think that I think I'm playing disc golf better than other people because I play it a certain way. That's no. that's not the case, and it could be it could be I don't want to be misconstrued like that. It's just like this is just how I play, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I I never do, and if I ever feel like that's an issue, I am more I have. I'm more than happy to talk about it with people and be like, Hey, like I understand that I play differently than you. That's I I'm going to continue playing my way, but I'm definitely like, I I'm happy to adjust or make things easier or whatever it is. But I don't think that I'm better because I, I play a certain way. And I don't want that to be the misconstruction of, of like, sure. I'm playing to win. Believe yeah. me, I want to win just as badly as everyone else does. I just may not outwardly express my frustration the same way <laughs> because yeah. I'm going to have fun doing it. Of course. It. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. It really is. It's super cool. I don't want to win it, and not be having fun while I'm yeah, you I have want fun. it all or I want nothing. You have fun. <laughs> and, that, and that's like something that we love to preach to all our AMs and stuff like that. Like, have fun with this. This is disc golf. This is a great sport to play. Um, and you're doing it for a living. You know what I mean? So you got to have Special fun Special thing, it. man. You got to, and, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't didn't you ask the fans one time? Should I run it? <laughs> oh yeah, there's <laughs> been a couple. Uh, at MVP, I asked. I was like, um, "How far do you guys think I am from the basket?" And I was literally just pulling in people from the crowd, and they were like, uh, "200." I was like, "Over under bets on 240 feet." <laughs> and people were just raising their hands and putting them down and stuff. And then I scrambled and got to like 45 feet and I hit the putt and I did my little baby bow and arrow. <laughs> <That's so great. laughs> and I did 245 like a pity. Yeah, yeah. But just stuff like that, man. Like, I, I love it. There have been plenty of times where I've been like, I, I'm not afraid because I know what I'm going to do most of the time, but just someone else is like, maybe you should do that. And if it goes really well, they're going to have a very positive experience. And if it doesn't go that well, I can look at them and smile and be like, well, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> and, they're gonna, and they're totally going to remember that yep, too. Yep, yep. That's on them, the way dude. I see it, it's a win-win. Uh, yeah. So just like the, we're talking about you interacting with fans and, and how, how amazing you are at it. So what we wanted to do last week uh, we actually put out there that we would like uh, for the fans to go ahead and, and put some questions in. 
Okay. Uh, to ask you when you come on the podcast because they oh, were super fun. excited about you coming. Okay. Um, so well, let's interact with fans. Your favorite thing to do. Cool. Jason's got My some questions. Thing to do. Right on. <laughs> oh, before we even go into that, there's one story that I want to go ahead and, and get get into about fans that you showed me recently, and I thought it was the coolest and funniest thing I've seen in a while. Uh, there was a Fourth of July tournament. <laughs> let's talk about interacting with fans. <laughs> Raven shows up to this Fourth of July tour. Was it sanctioned? I doubt it. Yes, it was. It was a Silver Series. No wonder that you the had, Clash of the Canyons. Okay, so that's why you had water bottles in a beer belt holster. <laughs> yes. Am I right? A holster? And, yeah, and a he, ton of H2O. He also has a a video of this. So right here, <laughs> I'm getting too used to that, AJ. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about how you interacted with the fans there. We had a good time. We did. We did have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was scolded for this. Oh. <laughs> and that's something we're not aware of. And oh. that's okay. okay. That's okay. But it wasn't a very negative thing. It was a, let's start pushing this a different direction. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> You're not supposed to throw water bottles well, the, What I was told, no, no, that was not it at all. <laughs> belt, it was his, the belt. It was bro. the belt with the water bottles on it, and I was told that I shouldn't be doing things that could hinder my ability to play well. Hence, weighted belt when I'm throwing can take <laughs> away from the focus of me actually throwing. Um, and I totally got that <laughs> <laughs> message received. Did not think I was still going to be dealing with repercussions this late on in my life, but <laughs> it was a great Instagram reel and it was one shot and I threw a bunch of water bottles at fans afterwards and it was very fun. Yes. It was very fun. Um, coincidentally, I did not shoot the best round, <laughs> but it was only coincidental. That was not by, uh, the fact that. I was wearing a beer belt. Yeah, because <laughs> if you bottles. killed it... It oh, was it, a hydration belt, yes. and I need that to be very clear. <laughs> yes. Not once has it ever been used for beer in other situations. There was water. It's, you could see clearly he had clearly water bottles. It's clearly water bottles. And he was throwing in the fans and saying, I was. But stay hydrated. I did say stay it hydrated. It is 4th of July. Uh -huh. Let's just put it this was, way, though. It was 100... Time out. It was 100 degrees. I'm furious. It was 100 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Ezra, uh, Ezra Aderhold, good buddy of mine, was on the card. And it was 4th of July day. And so there was a bunch of people out, super excited. It was hot. And so I just wanted, I was really just trying to look out for you were everybody. Looking out for your and fans. I wanted everyone, well, actually Ezra's fans, because at that point I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so I was making sure they were staying hydrated. Yes. Yeah, but I won some fans that day. Yeah, and I bet you Long did. haul, pretty good decision. Do I still think it was a good decision for where I'm at now? Probably not the best, <laughs> but you know. But let's just put it this way. If you would have killed it that day. It's part of my history. Bro. Yeah. Well, it was, it's a high risk low reward. <laughs> Do you know how many hydration belts we would have sold for him yes. go on it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it just says America. <laughs> it's just an American flag beer belt. All right. So let's get yeah. into this first question here. Yeah. Yeah. I let's like go. the hydration belt, by the way. Thank you. Um, That's what I meant. So Justin Richmond asked, at what point did you realize you were good enough to compete at a touring level? Mm, okay. So COVID had hit and all of my classes went to online. So I started uh, marketing myself for, I was doing um, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of lessons. Um, and I was doing, I don't know, 10, 15 lessons a week, a lot of times. And then I would um, 
and then I would play in tournaments on the weekends. And I was winning, I was winning more money on the weekends just from the tournaments than I was getting my whole week of my actual job before mm-hmm. lessons. And so then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to step away from my actual job, build my schedule for my lessons the way I want it to be, and then sometimes run 30 in a week yeah. if I wanted to, and then would just practice and play for the weekends. Sure. And I was like, that was great. I loved that. And when I went for it, I was making like almost a thousand more dollars. Heck, probably even fifteen hundred more dollars a month than I was at my regular job because that was more time I could be spending practicing and teaching. And it was one of those like, okay. And like as a college student, a lot of dollars. Yeah, I was like, holy cow, this is pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I started doing that, and I got real good. And then at one point, I won five tournaments in a row, I think, or four tournaments in a row. And I was like. I'm, I'm going to be pretty good at this game. I should probably start thinking about bigger, uh, a, a greater direction. How old were you? 22? 22. Pretty young. 21? Pretty young. 21. 21. 21. 21. And then I got the contract, went on tour, turned 22, and started. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Um, Steven Shannon, what player did you look up to before going pro? Ricky. 100%. Hands down. No Ricky, hesitation. Ricky was my hero. Still is. Great guy. Love that. Great guy. Shout out to you, um, Ricky. Good good fella. Uh, I played with him. I remember because Ricky's been like my childhood hero. I've been watching Disc Golf since you watched on VHS. So I have like all of these guys. I was so starstruck to begin the year. I was like, oh man. <laughs> like, yeah. And then my two favorite people were Ricky and Calvin. And I was like, oh snap. And my second tournament of the whole pro tour, I was on Chase Card filmed with Gatekeeper. Check them out. With Ricky and Calvin. <laughs> and I was like, welcome to the pro tour. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's no chance I play good. Right. I hope they don't think I suck. And then I parked the first, I was like, Oh baby, I'm in business. And then go. I freaking whiffed. <laughs> it's over. It's all over. They think I'm terrible. <laughs> really high lows there. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, thank you, Steven. Actually, I think we got one more from Steven. How are you involved in the community besides just golf? Okay, so besides playing disc golf, um, I am I'm involved in in a lot of uh, like besides specifically like me playing, I've helped teach a lot of different people. Um, I introduced disc golf as a as a like a a program that we taught at our school in my high school and got like a, a hundred plus people uh, so awesome. hooked, which I think uh, like over time of school, sure. I built a disc golf course on our high school property. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I serve on a um, board for um, like directing an outdoor learning based school, which Love is it. which is really cool. Um, and yeah, and I, as much as I love to be able to get back to the community, you don't always have the most oh. options to do it in the most time. But I, that's about the. I mean, that's a, well, immediately that's first comes to mind. A great answer because you're exactly right. You're touring all. I mean, not all year, but a good chunk of the year, you're mm-hmm. in a van on the road. So yeah. I mean, for you to be involved in the community all the time is hard. So for you to put any input into the community at all is huge, man. And I think exactly getting kids involved and getting into schools is so big with this sport and getting mm-hmm. the younger age group of people into it is going to be what grows the sport. Absolutely. The most. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've done several uh, classes for uh, groups of kids as well. Um, my My mom runs a school and so I've been able to help teach disc golf oh, at, at different points and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. I've seen you do a lot of work with kids. I, I remember even when we were talking about Texas States, when you stayed with us at the Airbnb, 
there was a couple of times where you actually did a FaceTime lesson. With Walter. With Walter. Walter. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome, man. He and is and great. I remember seeing that and I was just like, man, that's that's really cool. I mean, you're I mean, I know you're working. You're at mm-hmm. work. We're this weekend of work. You know, you're out here, you're getting ready, you're in the middle of the event, mm-hmm. and yet here you are doing a video lesson with a, a young man that I guess you're still helping him out or you still have a relationship with. Super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done lessons in a while because I have slowly moved off of that, especially once I started fixing and healing my injury. Sure. I, I was more focused on myself than I was everyone else uh, inadvertently. But, well, in other words, well, you yeah. made Walter too good. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need my help yeah. anymore. That kid's going to be a world champion. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, thank you, Stephen, for those questions, brother. Uh, James Sterbrett. Are you going to swap out the old glow pilots for the new glow pilots? Have you seen my orange glow pilot? <laughs> that thing is never coming out. Yeah, like, that does it a lot. I throw it so much more than any other disc. However, that being said, new glow pilots look very, very exciting. Ooh. And I'm definitely going to have some. Will they eventually make it into the bag? I think so. But I like to work this in over a little bit of time. I don't like to just chuck them in and be like, all right, here we go. So, <laughs> I hope so. I, awesome. I think that they will over time. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, James. Uh, Chris Brilski, do you actually bow hunt? Not well. <laughs> Not well the, well. the answer you gave online was brilliant. Uh, I'd be hunting birdies. <laughs> he said, birdies and baskets. Yeah, yeah, baskets. Dude, it was perfect. Now, like yeah. yeah. uh, thank you, Chris. That was a, that was a good question. Yeah. Um, and then Brandon's got a couple questions as well. How do you assess what to work on in field work? Good okay, question. that's a really good one. Um, Brandon Ramos, I'm sorry. Brandon, that's a great question, and it's something Ramos. that not a lot of people think. Not a lot of people think about when they go and do field work. They think that they just need to go and throw. Keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a joke. Every time Jason tries to like pronounce any like Hispanic name or anything like that, I have to correct it. Ramos. 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 <laughs> Mr. Ramos. Yeah. Brandon Ramos. <laughs> sorry, Brandon. We are totally botching your name right now, bro. This- I Love didn't, you, not one time. <laughs> Neither did Jay. It's just you, man. <laughs> hey, come on, dude. Don't put me on this island. <laughs> He's Canadian. Don't yeah. you, people forget about that. Um, field work. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. ADD. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for doing field work, a lot of times you go and you just throw it. You throw it and you throw it and you throw it. I need to throw farther. And so you just go and throw farther. But a lot of people don't really think about the definite breakdown in what needs to happen. So the best, best thing that you can do to do that is take a slow-mo of yourself throwing. First, assess your results. If you're, if you feel like you're throwing backhands really well and you're hitting a distance mark that you feel comfortable hitting all the time, uh, you probably don't have to focus on backhands as much. You want to focus on things that aren't doing as well and eventually be able to heighten your game over time through the consistency. But if you feel like something is messing up and it's not working the right way, Slow-mo yourself throwing and put it side by side, slow-moing someone else, someone that's not in a bad way, but better than you, throwing (laughs) (laughs) on form, specifically, the way that you want to be throwing. So if you envision yourself throwing like Simon, or you envision yourself throwing like Gavin, or Paul, or Albert. Raven. Sure. I'm sorry. If you envision yourself throwing like Mason Ford, (laughs) we all want to throw like Mason. Let's be entirely honest, but... Um, you, you put yourself side by side to them and start from the ground up 
and look and make notes of what you're doing over here and what they're doing. And every difference, difference, geez, difference that you have that you're doing wrong or that's different, make a note of it over and over and over and put a ticker and slowly go all the way up. Then when you go into the field and you practice, you set your phone down and you do a slow-mo and you go and you focus on all these things that you've just marked down. You go and you throw and you rewatch that slow-mo and see how many things on the ticker did I hit? How many did I not? But you throw five times and you see how many of those you hit all five times in a row. Not just once, because then you're like, oh, I fixed it. No, five times in a row, five shots, go through it and then be like, all right, what am I hitting? And make this checklist and be like, I'm hitting this every time. I'm hitting this every time. This I'm hitting three out of five times. I need to focus on this more while still getting these over and over and over and slowly build it for yourself. Define weaknesses in your game, places that you feel like you're struggling, especially in field work, and go and repeat that over and over and over until the form looks smooth. And if you're focused on results, um, if you're being results-based, place cones in a 30-foot circle, uh, like a 30-foot radius, so I guess 60 feet across, um, and put that however much your distance is that you're feeling uncomfortable at and throw 20 shots and give yourself a point every time that you stick it in and every time that you don't, it's minus one point. And so uh, it's a good learning piece um, and it allows you to set personal records. So I used to keep a chalkboard of this stuff, of my like records for what it was. I did putting specifically, but I'd have like putting chalkboard, my personal record, what I tried to beat every time that I went out and putted. Same thing, I'd keep my field work stuff on there too. Like, oh, I hit... 450 in the circle, this many, and this was my points for it out of 20 shots or something like that. And that's like an important thing because over time, you're not playing the game against other people. You're playing against yourself. And it's a big old cliche, but you're playing disc golf against yourself. There's no one sitting here telling you what you have to do every time. You have to push you. And that's the best best way to do it, at least the way that I do it and found the most results. That's nice. great. No, yeah. that, that, that's all great. Yep. Yeah. Press the record button on that. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> that um, was good. Great job, Brandon. And the last question from how did this get in here? Uh, well, I got to ask it now. Is uh, Brandon wants to know is mayonnaise an instrument? You know, dude, you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a condiment. Yes. And I eat it on a lot of sandwiches. So you do enjoy mayonnaise? On my fries as well. <laughs> well, hey, have you ever sung? Because you enjoyed mayonnaise so much? This is a joke I'm not getting. It was a very random question, and I was trying to figure out how we can make this into a musical instrument. And it was the most random question out of everything we got, so we had to ask it. It was something that was, uh, Brandon had two great questions. One was kind of the same as something else. So, so Brandon, you're like 66% cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, he, maybe he's like 90% cool because he gave us like two really educated questions and then he gave us one that was like totally off the wall that we were looking for because we did say some silly questions. And yeah. So mayonnaise, not an instrument. Condiment. Condiment. If you're playing mayonnaise, I think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, right? me too. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It's perfect. I, I feel kind of like a doofus. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, that's all I've got for questions wise. Thank you all for submitting your questions and we'll be doing this again in the future. So make sure that when we got interviews coming up to be on the lookout for the question year. Yeah. Thank you, and, Raven. And you know, you continue to ask questions on, on the, the YouTube under the comments. Yeah. Uh, Raven, like you said, he'll be here till the 21st. I'm sure we'll have him on another pod or two. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if you've got Sounds questions good. for us, if you've got questions for Lucky Ace that you want us to ask other 
players, whether even if they're not the touring players, if they're Justin about course stuff, if it's yeah. Debbie about San Antonio's disc golf, maybe it's Alan Jansen about different minis that are going on in San Antonio, or you know, just anybody that has a question for anything Lucky Ace, go ahead, shoot it at us. Shoot if, it in the comments. Yeah. We wanna we wanna interact more with the fans, much like Raven does. We'll throw water bottles at We're you. We're inspired. Oh, I don't do that anymore. That <laughs> needs to be very clear. I think there's a safety protocol in order now. <laughs> it's got to have like a raven clause. Stop throwing water bottles at the fans. <laughs> so I think uh, think that's the raven hood, man. We went through the hood. Let's just say raven hood part one. Yes. Because I feel like we have so much more to talk about, and yet I know we're like well over an hour. And yeah. I feel like we haven't really even touched on a lot of things. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's so, going to pick me apart, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, while you're here, I mean, we, ha we have to. Right. So, um, an another thing that we would like to do, and I haven't asked you, but I know you're going to be cool with it. Uh, I'd love to do... Not like, cool with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was going to see if you could teach me how to putt. Uh, <laughs> you, you took two points from me. You don't get any tips. <laughs> no, I, I'd love to do a meet and greet. Okay. I think we could have our first meet and greet here at the shop yep. with Raven. Uh, maybe I think the best time would be during one of your uh, Wednesday uh, putting nights. Love it. Sure. You're so good. Come up to a putting night. Yes. Yeah. Come up to a putting night. It'll yeah. be super off. fun. Every Check Wednesday we have putting nights with uh, Mr. Have a Great Day May 8th. Uh, he, he, I think we, we touched on it last time, but I'll say it again. Uh, he puts together five. Four. Four sections. Um, and each one uh, does kind of resemble a hole on tour. And uh, we're let's tap into that a little bit. What you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I actually had someone approach me. Yeah, yeah, that yeah go for it. Wants to kind of work and help, maybe make them a little bit more iconic. Yeah, maybe make them like the actual bamboo hole. Yeah, yeah, and like the cakes at Eagles Crossing for the elevated basket, yeah. and and maybe the mozzarella sticks for the other one, and then we figure out something for the other. And that was your idea. Yeah. So I I I saw Jason doing it, and I was like. Dude, that reminds me of uh, the Mott Sticks. Like, and he <laughs> yeah. was just like, that's what it is. Yeah. And I was like, that's a great idea. I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. We said that's, that that's, that's um, But yeah, no, it, it is a great idea. And uh, Raven, when he got here, he literally didn't even come to the house. He rolled up from North Carolina here at the 16 shop. 16 and a half hour drive. Yeah. And then got the, I think he got the the bounty. I think that. Uh, he, he set the I record. I set the record. Set the record. Set the record. <laughs> right out. He, of his van. <laughs> yeah. Beat AP by one? Oh, don't no. do that to AP. I did beat AP by one, but I won the thing by more than one. That's right, because you played another round. That's right. Well, Raven, again, thank you so much for coming on. I, uh, I'm i going to give you uh, an opportunity to shout out sponsors and all that, okay. but I want to first give you an opportunity to apologize to a group of friends that you are missing out on <laughs> tonight. I have a bunch of text messages. <laughs> from my friends that are upset that I am not playing video games tonight. Oh, they're yeah. very mad. Yeah, they're very a, mad. Yeah, that's um, because every Tuesday night, I'm supposed <laughs> the way that I get to stay in touch with my friends back home when I get to be on the road is we all play Warzone together and cross platform, and we get to play and hang out and spend time together. And this is shot on a Tuesday. It's released on Mondays, but it's shot on a Tuesday, and uh, that's the night we play nine to eleven every single every Eastern single time. week Eastern, which is eight to ten here. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> Let me tell it's you, it's eight fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the time I get back, there'll be like twenty minutes left in our play. <laughs> yeah. So and they are gonna be mad. Yeah. So I will, I'm officially saying I'm sorry. 
And I'm officially saying thank you. Yes. We really appreciate you giving us this time with your friend, Raven Newsom. That sounded really good when I did it. I know. I was like really impressed. I was like, wow. Yeah. I kind of liked it. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, So yeah, I uh, will give you this opportunity to go ahead and shout out to anybody you'd like to shout out to. Okay. Sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Um, Biggest sponsor that I can ask for. MVP Disc Sports. They're incredible. Uh, I'm, can you I'm, edit that out and say Lucky Ace? <laughs> Just kidding. Second biggest sponsor. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're That's important. MV, MVP Disc Sports has been amazing. And they are doing really incredible things. And they have taken care of me. And I am excited to be working with them uh, for the foreseeable future. This is going to be a an amazing, amazing journey. And... I have nothing but love and kindness for MVP because they have shown nothing but that for me. And that is incredible. Um, obviously, you guys, Lucky Ace this it's awesome. They've been so kind and they're going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, make fun of me. But like, there are so many nice things that they've done. I'm literally staying at Jay's house and we'll be here for another two and a half weeks. Like, I just drove down here and he's like, yeah, come stay. Like, whatever, like, come here. We like hang out and like I get to just be immersed in this group of friends and it's like I don't know like when you're on tour and you're getting to do all this stuff like you're fun to get to go and play but you also miss being able to spend time with like friends and and people and like you you have to make new friends but like the people that I care most about and have built my longest relationships with are back home so it's nice to be able to have like a different social circle to be able to hang out in and and feel like kind of one of the guys in that sense and I, I think that's really that's a really nice thing and they do a really good job of that here so that's really awesome. Um, I just got a new sponsor, uh, Chains or Die, and we're going to have our official release here in a little bit, but this will be a fun little sneak peek. Um, but his name is Howie, and he runs a dyeing company in uh, it dyes and retails this, but he is up in Pittsburgh area. And so he does, um, he's got some really cool dye work that he's done, and he just made a cool stencil with my Ravenhood stuff. It's got my face That's on it. it. It's awesome you put it on a bunch of discs that i'm going to be using so some of those will be on coverage this year and uh what's the name of his retail shop uh chains or die d-y-e and it's online yeah so he's got online and i think he's doing a brick and mortar he may already have one i'm pretty sure it's predominantly online as of right now but that brick and mortar is in the near future um but yeah and so that's really exciting and he he has just been awesome and super nice guy he let me stay with him for pittsburgh uh or the butler county classic last year for free in the basement we hung out we or like uh, i stayed upstairs but in the in the basement there was like uh he's got a basket back there and we put for hours down there <laughs> and it was great it was great so howie's really good dude um and then uh drive bags who make some of the best chalk bags around let me tell you it's awesome they give me grip all over the place and they have these uh the, these markers um I, I don't know how to say that right but it's like a it's like a resin that you can put your fingers on, and when you uh, when you grip your disc, you get grip even when it's pouring rain. Uh, you can you can drench the whole disc in water, have the resin thing, and put it on, and you can go and throw it like four hundred feet. Wow. I'm serious. It is super cool, game changer in the water. Uh, I need to remember to use it more. <laughs> <laughs> Could use it today. I, uh, yep. And uh, and then uh, Michael Kirsch is an incredible sponsor. He is a mortgage lender out of Raleigh. So if anybody needs 
to get their mortgage lending done. I'm telling you, he is the disc golf supporting guy. He helps with leagues down there. He's super nice. Even though he's out of state, I'm telling you, look him up, use him. He's awesome. And it's Michael Kirsch, uh, your favorite mortgage lender.com. And he is incredible um, and just an all around, like really, really good guy. And like, we want to do business with people that are good people. And that's the kind of business people I found throughout my life. And Michael's a good dude. So if you have any mortgage lending you need to do, check him out. He's awesome. And his, uh, the link to his uh, website is on my Instagram, uh, at Raven Newsom. And you can also just look it up on Google if you look up favoritemortgagelender.com. Nice, man. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. You have a, a disc golf sponsor that is not a disc golf company. Uh, right. That's something we see more of yeah super so cool awesome man mm-hmm. that is super awesome uh i said it before but thanks again for coming absolutely uh, you, you know you had to come because you're staying with me yeah <laughs> no, i really didn't did. have any other options yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, i actually options. had to drive you yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh, <laughs> no um yeah i i really appreciate it man uh it's so cool to to bring you down i was really excited when you were said you were coming because I was looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, being able to sit down and kind of show our fans how we interact. Um, you know, a little background story on how we pick our players. Because I think that's the number one question that Lucky Ace gets in their mm-hmm. emails. And when they reach out to me and Jason, how do I get on the team? Yeah. And again, like I said last time, unfortunately, I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of happens. It's a genuine thing. Uh, you know, we just built a relationship. Uh, we saw an opportunity to par- partner with a great person like Raven. And, you know, the rest is just, uh, you know, history. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, um, I applaud you for just being such a cool dude. Um, so great with our fans. Um, and we look forward to you interacting with our, our Houston people. And then I'm going to be taking them to San Antonio, too. Uh, so for everybody over there, Debbie at the Zip, we're going to bring Raven. Uh, he'll get to meet. We'll have a bunch of his stuff. So um, I, I also would like to uh, let you all know that if you like the hat that I am wearing, uh, you are going to be seeing it on luckyacedisc.com, <laughs> luckyacedisc.com, uh, also here at the shop uh, in Conroe and uh, at the Zip. So make sure to check it out. Uh, again, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Lucky Ace TV. Also like our Instagram and Facebook at Lucky Ace Discs. Um, this podcast will be on Lucky Ace TV and then all streaming platforms. Thanks to my man, AJ. Do-do-do-do. uh so thanks uh jason you have anything else you want to uh you know what uh have a great day god did it again (laughs) it just physically hurts